This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth, we let you be you. Thank you so much for joining us on this special broadcast. You asked me to host one and I'm just doing what I'm told. Big thanks to jacarandafm.com that's helping us with this broadcast and then also to FedHealth for our podcast that you can find on babybrunch.co.za. Now today we're talking specifically about activities for our children while we are in lockdown. And then also, oh, I really had to find a mom that understands homeschooling and I found one. So I wanna introduce you to our guests on our special broadcast for today. Uh, again, this will be available in podcast formats on babybrunch.co.za if you missed out on this video. Otherwise, we'll be sharing it on all our platforms, including Camber Club, Jacaranda FM, Fed Health, as well as babybrunch.co.za. First of all, we've got Liz Senior. She is no stranger to the Baby Brunch brand. We know her as an occupational therapist. And Liz, you're just such an expert, in, not just in, in the world of motherhood and learning with our children, uh, but also in my life with teaching my children and how to play with them. So Camber Club is on board. Liz is the founder of Camber Club and she's also an occupational therapist. A warm welcome to you. Thank you, Ivana. Then we also have Janet. Janet Kisbeta is a mother of five. Now I have to commend you. She had all her pregnancies, all three of them, and then her fourth pregnancy with twins. It's also their birthday today. So happy birthday to the twins. They're four years old and she's a mom that homeschools. I think when it comes to the number of years that one is teaching and hosting and mothering, it makes you an expert. So I'm really happy that you're joining us today for this conversation. Hello, Ilona. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, let's get started. I mean, sure, when lockdown was announced to Liz and Janet, some of us panicked, some of us wondered how we will deal with this. And now that we are in it, the question is, how do we play? How do we kill time? How do we keep them busy? And there's so many questions that we received that I want to go through as well. Liz, I want to start with you. So far, we've been sharing some of the activities that Clamber Club uh, has been hosting on their YouTube channel, if you search Clamber Club, but then also on your website. We are overwhelmed at the moment, almost tearful and emotional, because this is not just about us, but it's about our young ones and our children. What's the one bit of reassurance that you can give us as an occupational therapist that understands play with children? Gosh, Alana, that's quite a big loaded question. And, you know, just talking about the reassuring side, I think reassurance comes through kindness. And we can reassure ourselves by being kind to ourselves, being, being kind to our parents, being kind to our partners, being kind to our children, and most of all, being kind to ourselves and not setting too high expectations to think that we've got to be these incredible wonder women that can do absolutely everything all at once. This is an extraordinary time for us to be living through. And this is new for all of us. And all of us have to find our feet in different ways. And I think that the kindness aspect of just knowing we can't do it all, we can't be everything to everybody all the time. If we just remember that, I think it'll take us a long way. 
Janet, being a mother of five, first of all, I think you're courageous. I think it's awesome that you wanted a big family and then you've taken the step of homeschooling your children. During this time, we have looked to moms who homeschool because everyone is finding, you know, we need activities, we need to homeschool the children. Before we get to the questions, why did you decide to homeschool your own children? Well, Ilana, it's always been in my heart and on my radar, I was exposed to homeschooling with my, my brothers who were homeschooled as, as high school students. And then I had some families who asked me as I was studying my teaching degree to tutor their children while they were homeschooling. And so I always thought it would be in my, in my future. And then um, my own children went to, to nursery school, my eldest daughter, and she started grade R and at a very good private school. And we were happy. And then we realized that she might need some extra help because uh, of her age and emotionally she was younger than her, the rest of the uh, class and her teacher said to me she would struggle in grade one and um, the teacher had a very good meeting with me and she, she painted a picture of a little girl who's trying to keep her head above water and I just I almost cried I thought why should my child try and survive if I can offer her something that she could rather do at home and have fun and and uh, she said to me, Yane is a good candidate for homeschooling. And I said to her, wow, I waited for someone to say that to me. So I'm grateful to that great R teacher. And then uh, we decided to, to homeschool her. And we soon realized that she is a late developer and someone who struggles with reading. And, and I was able to help her on this journey. And I'm so grateful to that teacher. And, um, and that's now six years ago that we started this journey. Your, your youngest is not the only one that you're homeschooling at the moment. And it seems like there's an increase in interest for moms to start homeschooling during lockdown, but also afterwards, because immediately we're thinking, so COVID-19 finishes, do I go to homeschooling? So I want to talk to that quickly. You have other children. So we've established that you have five babies or older kids and then the, the, the twins who are the youngest. Take me through it. Is homeschooling for everyone? Is it something that we should all now consider because we're thinking of the health of our children? Is it easy to do? And then most importantly, I see that you are a qualified teacher. Do we all now go and do our teaching degrees through some online platform because we need to become mothers, career women? <sighs> see, immediately I'm suffocating. And do we now also need to become teachers in our homes? Well, I, I realized as I was homeschooling that uh, there are certain personalities that find homeschooling easier. And um, there are moms who are uh, more structured and like organization and enjoy um, a set way of doing things that will be able to homeschool, but they might find it very stressful, especially in a time where uh, there's, there's lots of children and they've got varying in needs and um, personalities uh, that, that are a lot like mine where we are very spontaneous and we don't mind chaos and we try we tend to to just um, have fun and enjoy <laughs> enjoy things that happen and multitask but lots of moms can do that we we tend to be find homeschooling easier but there are many many moms who are don't fit maybe the profile but they find a curriculum that uh, that suits their family and um, perhaps an online curriculum that the children can carry on with on their own 
or that is a lot very prescriptive and they have a set thing to do every day, which wouldn't work for me at all. But there's parents that enjoy that a lot. And then it gives them exactly the tools and, and what they need to do. So I find that there is curriculums being built and created for all types of personalities. And there's definitely one that will be suitable for you and for your family. But one does take a while to find the right one. So you need to give that yourself that grace period where you're saying, I'm researching, I'm finding out what is available. I'm going through all the resources that there's a, you know, there's so much online now available and finding out what will be the perfect fit for, for the mom as a teacher, but also for her children and their personalities. Liz, immediately I, I realized that there's a task at hand if you want to homeschool. And I want to come back to something that you are great with. I shared a blog article last week that talks about uh, doing and being present. And I think on clamberclub.com, um, you explained it beautifully as to what is important especially during lockdown, but also I think afterwards. What's the one thing? I mean, with the comments, I think the one thing that stands out for me is routine. You're the expert in routine. Mm -hmm. What do we do during this time with our children? And then also after lockdown, what are the things that can stay with us? I think routine helps all of us, uh, not only our children, but helps all of us to feel secure, grounded, and comfortable and so by having a routine sticking to the school the school week as in a routine space it really does help us to function effectively as a family and as a unit and I, I would highly recommend that for all of us over this time period that we really stick to having a set routine during the week and having a complete free time during the holiday period and this set time during the week is need to needs to work around you as a family so each family will have different needs for some parents, they both have to be working full-time. So they've got children that are fully at home and they're having to work all during that time as well, which can be extremely stressful. Um, and so for those parents, I, I really would highly recommend that there's you decide between the children and yourselves, right, what is our family routine going to be? For younger children, you can even have a little board with little emojis or little pictures of what is our routine we're going to wake up. Then we have breakfast. Then it's all of our job to do the house cleaning or the chores for the house. So this one's got to take out the rubbish. This one's going to help vacuum. This one's wiping shelves. And we have our little routine like that. And then it's free time play for children while mom and dad catch up on emails. And I want also parents to know that it is fine for children to also play on their own sometimes. So they don't have to be fully entertained and stimulated and educated all the time. They need to have that independent play as well. So as part of that routine, it's also right. Mom and dad are working now, so what is your work going to be? And um, I like to look at the three areas that make it easy for, for parents to, to sort of think, what, what sort of activities could my children or should my children be doing? And you've got the creative, you've got sensory, and you've got gross motor. Um, and then, of course, you've got the educational side of it. So the educational side could be puzzles, perceptual sort of work, you know, board games, that sort of thing. So if you want to keep the school routine in the mornings, you could do, while mom and dad are doing their work, then my work is going to be, I'm going to be doing my puzzles, or I'm going to be doing uh, coloring in, or I'm going to be doing some fine motor activity. And then during those periods, there should be pockets of time where parents have specific focus time with their children so and, and that is where that wonderful article which is on our blog on 
supporting your child's emotional well-being during this period. Um, it's by Jeffrey Denzel. It makes so much sense to me because sometimes we're so busy doing that we forget to just be. Mm. And when we're doing those chill-down times where we're saying, okay, now I'm going to have my focus activity with my child, that is a time that it's not for let me stimulate my child, let me do things, I have to do it because my child's going to get behind. It should be, I'm going to be doing this because I want to be together. We are to just have time being together. And the activity, whether it's a gross motor activity or a sensory play or creative play or whatever it is, the activity is really the tool in which, which takes us to that sense of being. So it's not the doing of the activity that's the critical thing, but the being in that of being together and having a special time together that is important. And that should be part of the daily routine as well. So even if it's only for two or three times during the day, it's a very important part of that overall routine because you'll find that your child is much more emotionally regulated when he is it feels heard emotionally by the parent. If you just joined in and you're watching this video online right now, you asked us for a special broadcast around activities for our children during this time. And who better to get on board than uh, Liz Senior. She's from Clamber Club, the founder, as well as an occupational therapist. Just taking us through simple things that we can take during the day. Activities is the one thing that we're going to be discussing with Liz in a while. And then Janet Kisveter, she's a mother of five. She homeschools her children. And sure, I've got a hundred thousand questions to ask you, uh, which leads me into this one. Liz has just touched on activities and things to do. And she mentioned something really important. You know, you don't have to be with the children the whole time. There is a time for mom to do some emails and there is a time for dad to do some emails and there is a time where we all play together. With your five children at home that you're homeschool, when do you, because the truth is, you don't have all the help at home that you normally have at home during not lockdown. So how do you manage your time? I mean, do you clean the house and let everyone play or do you let everyone learn and play and forget about the house? How do you manage that aspect? Because it can be quite overwhelming. Yes, it's definitely a, a lot trickier. Um, homeschooling is not normally done with, um, like, like, as in lockdown. So I just want to uh, emphasize that this is not exactly like homeschooling would be. We still have lots of activities normally. We have dance class and drama, and we even get together as homeschoolers often during the week in the mornings and, and, and share resources. And we've got a mom who's, who's bringing an art class or we've got so this is hard on us as well and um and normally i have a full-time helper so my my house is is starting to look very chaotic and and i want to get to that as well so what i realize is that we can't keep all the plates in the air because something's going to break and um what's important for me is the hearts of my children and um connecting with them as liz said emotionally and I want to encourage moms in this time not to worry too much about academics. Um, I think if you're getting uh, literature from your schools, there are schools who are sending homework and sending things to do. That's great. It's, it's great for guidelines. And But don't get so uh, stressed out about doing that work that you um, start fighting with the children or you start cr having someone crying or you have an, an emotional meltdown, you know. Because at the end of the day, they will catch up whatever they need to learn in a very quicker time. And I think we don't realize that children, when they, they're growing older in this time, when they get back to school, they're going to pick up where they've left off. And they very probably will find it 
easier because of their their brain has actually uh, grown and their abilities have grown. I think I want to encourage parents to realize your children will be okay when they eventually go back to school. They will find their feet. They are resilient enough to to catch up what is lost or they will um, find ways to um, overcome any difficulties or gaps. So uh, please don't fill your your whole school day and try to keep your children busy from seven till one because that's the time they would be at school. It's not reasonable and it's also not expected. And and to push your children is just going to end up in a lot of stress and, and panic. To get back to your question, it's my children need to know that they can do a little bit of work and then they can have a break and go play on the jungle gym and trampoline. And so I've set out some some books for them and there's something they need to do. Three things. You've got to do your, your reading and your writing and your arithmetic, your three R's. And I think if you can focus on those three, you're going to have the core down and ready when they get back to school. Have they done some maths today? Have they read to you? Did you sit on a couch somewhere or put a picnic blanket outside and let them read to you something? And have they written something? Maybe the older children can write an essay, the younger children can practice their print or their cursive, and then you've done well if you've managed to do those three every day. Wow, Jen, it's, it sounds like at this stage I want to be in your class because there's so much fun happening. <laughs> but that's valuable. So, I mean, you've got yeah. both you and Liz have mentioned three areas that you can focus on. And if you get through it, you get through it. And if you don't, like you said, Janet, it's, it's okay. We're getting Tomorrow some- is another day. Tomorrow is another day. I love that. Liz, we're getting through some questions and we've had some come to our platform as well as to actual activities that you can do with children. Now, I've been on CanberraClub.com and we've done the toilet paper one where you stack all the toilet paper and you take a ball and you, but you know what? My five-year-old is going, listen, I've had enough of this. Okay. I want to go watch TV and my three-year-old is in it. Okay. She's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Give us some examples of play for younger children. And Janet, I'm going to direct this question to you as well as to how to keep our children busy other than just devices. Mm. So Liz, give us some practical examples. How do I keep the young ones busy other than painting the bath today? How do I keep them busy during a hashtag lockdown and actually feel like they are learning something? You know, first of all, children learn something through, even through housework. So even things like sorting out the washing, children are learning something. They're learning how to fold clothes, so there's bilateral integration. They're learning how to sort, which is matching and organizational skills. Even through our housework and our daily activities, our children are learning. So learning isn't necessarily only that classroom experience. Learning is life skills. So our life skills are a big one to start off with in in terms of learning. Going back to that question of just ideas of activities, the reason we started the Clamber Club, the Clamber Club activities for this period um, was that we've got a team of amazing franchisees and all of them have got children. And so they all have agreed to send all their clips of the ideas of the things that they're doing with their children and what we can do. And then I've edited those clips to put together for parents and any parents can access it. We want this to be available to absolutely anyone and everyone that really feels that they need to get ideas or how do I do this? And so we've divided it into, as I said, three activities, creative play. And creative play can be anything from um, crafts and arty sort of things, but it can also be imaginary play, like building a fort 
or crawling through into a little tunnel and, and, and having a little tea party with your teddy bears, or it can be musical activities. So you've got the creative side, but at the same time, when you were saying with your little ones, one is saying, well, I'm bored with this. Uh, other one's saying, I can do something else. The idea is to give them the activity. So you create, you create this sort of platform, which is say, for example, the toilet roll building into Skittles. Um, and then you encourage your children to think laterally about it. Um, so, right, this is what we've learned on, on the, the YouTube channel. That's the video we saw. You can do this with this. Let's see what else we can do with this. How do we change it up? And that is part of the learning experience. It's about innovation and creativity and using, using your mind to do things in different ways. So that's on the creative one. Then the other one was the sensory play. So we did a lot of things like make a squishy bag, a lot of tactile activities, one of the activities is playing in the mud, and I would really so encourage parents to let their children play outside. And I don't know if you've seen that one, Ilana, but it, it is such a wonderful, it brings back such happy memories, even for myself as a child, of being able to just play freely with no restrictions to an outcome. You know, I'm doing this because I have to achieve this. I'm doing this because it's just wonderful to play, and it feels amazing between my feet, and I can throw the sand up and see what happens. It's all a sense of discovery, and, and that, to, to me, is what brings joyfulness in learning to children. So even in that mud activity, you're learning about weight, shape, size, texture, um, temperature, uh, volume. All of those things are being learned through relatively a free play experience. And then, of course, the gross motor, and I think that this is critical, especially in a lockdown period, because gross motor activity is not only good for um, brain learning, it's not only good for academic learning, but it's also good for our health. So rough and tumble play, rolling, tumbling, homemade obstacle courses, and um, I know that you mentioned that, that you'd started a homemade obstacle course for your children. That is, there's so much creativity with that. I mean, we've given an idea on, on what to do, but everyone in their own home has got different things. So you're going to say to your children, right, we're going to be doing a, a homemade obstacle course. What are we going to use in our house? And then the children have to plan. So there's sequencing in it. There's organizing of it. There's the physical aspect of it. And then, of course, it's the fun of doing it all together. And there's another one which we've recently posted called Laser Park, where the children, they're a little bit older, and they've got string, and they've taped it all across the passage, and they've made it into these pretend laser beams, and the kids have to crawl through these laser beams. And you can just imagine the learning that happens through that. It's the planning again, the sequencing, the organizing as a team. How do we as a team work in our family? You know, whose turn is it to put the pre-stick where, et cetera? And then creating the games of, of, and the rules of the game to try and get through all of these little um, pieces of string throughout the passage. Do we go under it, over it? And then, of course, you're learning all of your perceptual motor skills. So th there's a lot to be learned just through play. Very, very exciting. If you just tuned in, we're chatting to Liz Senior, the founder of Canberra Club, as well as Janet. Uh, Janet is a mom of five, and we're learning about homeschooling today, how to keep the children busy. And we've established that if there's three key areas or things that you've developed in one day, then it's enough uh, to not overload ourselves and to actually just take care of ourselves and our children's emotions. A big thank you again to Jacaranda FM, to Fed Health for our podcasts, uh, and then also to Baby Brand. Janet, I want to get to the activities with you because I know that your eldest is 12. 
And then your youngest, the twins, they four. Now, in between, there's also a nine-year-old, and I think there's a six-year-old that's also at the start of a school year. You see, every time I talk about your five children, I feel a little bit short of breath. So (laughs) how do you keep them busy? What on earth do you do? Oh, and I also want to ask you this. So we're all on mommy groups, right, Liz and Janet? What do you do? How do you feel? How do you, what do you do with that feeling of feeling a little bit behind or even incompetence when all these moms are going, oh, we've done so much today and you're going, we have only been on devices because mommy has to be on the radio first from this office and then at 12, I still need to make you lunch and then it's sleepy time and then I need to do the washing and, and, and. So there's endless lists of things to do and that's our reality. Let's start with playing with all the kids. The wonderful thing about homeschooling is that you've got your siblings, your children together. And I want to, to encourage mom to capitalize on that. Have the older kids learn, teach the younger daughter something. That's what my kids do a lot. And it's wonderful to have a 12-year-old who is able to listen to the six-year-old's reading or to read a story to the twins when, it's, when I'm needing a break. And um, I, I use that. In a teaching role, one can learn a lot. And sometimes the, the nine-year-old can teach something that she has learned about multiplication, for example. And um, she feels confident. She feels competent. And then she's actually reaffirming what she's learned while she teaches her younger sibling. So make use of the siblings that you have and, and let your children do things together. Things like board games are fantastic and they're very educational. We have very we have a collection of board games and Monopoly is a firm favorite. And um, if you don't have a board game, ask your children to make one themselves, one that they can make paper money with or I see lots of activities about making sweets or, you know, sweet things in the house cost something so that children are learning to work with money and in the coins in your house, they can do a lot of play with that and shopkeeper play and the learn about math skills. So what I love to do with homeschooling is I like to make their learning fun. Like Liz said, educational through play. And a fun thing we do with maths activity is to make a dice, make your own a box where you have that cross, you start with a cross and then you fold it into a six sided dice. And on each side you, you draw an activity or you write the word clap or jumping jacks or um, hop on one leg. And then you can make the dice as big as you want to. Nice big ones work well. And maybe stick it on a six-sided box that you or cube that you have at home. And you have six gross motor activities like jumping on the trampoline or something. And then you ask your children multiplication and you say three times six. And then they roll the dice and whatever it lands on, that's what they have to do with the answer. So 18 claps. That's why you have to keep it, the activities quite low key (laughs) otherwise you're going to have them doing cartwheels all over the garden that's one that worked fun for us and then you can have um, a treasure hunt for reading and give your children clues that they have to read and for younger ages you can draw pictures or you can just use one word that's maybe easy to find and then um, swing or something and then you've hidden uh, easter eggs or you've hidden the next clue in that spot and then they run to that spot and read something shortly so that's a, a fun reading one We've got writing is also, I love to have writing activities outside. So take chalk and let them write on a wall because it can wash off with water. 
or on the paving, let them do hopscotch. And uh, my kids, the chalk and, and using paintbrushes to wipe off the chalk again keeps the twins very busy for a long time. So you can have writing on, uh, you get different kinds of paint that are safe to write on windows. And then you can have your children practice spelling words on the window or on the wall with chalk and get out of the classroom. They don't have to sit all day and work on paper as much as possible. And the thing about other moms, remember moms, it's a highlight reel. I've also got wonderful photos on my, my uh, Facebook page and it looks like we have a fantastic time here. But obviously this photo is zoomed into a moment in our day. Yesterday, I had them painting upside down on the trampoline because we were learning about Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel. I was calling them and getting the paint ready and the chair ready and, the, and it was chaos the moment before I took that photo. The moment I finished the photo, it was the paint was falling and the kids were screaming and they were complaining about ticks or things that were in the grass and they were saying how hard it is and have I taken the photo now? They're not, I don't enjoy this so much. It was crazy and I laughed and I thought, you know, if I had taken a longer video, the moms would see a true picture of how hectic this activity was. We don't see that. We see on Facebook a moment in time and it looks impressive. And I say, go for it. If you would like to share something that's happened in your day and it helps you and it motivates you to do that activity, then do it because that definitely works for me so that I can post something. Come kids, we need to get this right. <laughs> and once it's posted, remember, don't, don't compare your family to someone else's. We're all on our own journey. We're all um, doing the best we can. And I think moms have a big thumbs up. You're doing the best you can in difficult mm. and unusual circumstances. A special broadcast as we're bringing our two experts to you and just chatting through this. And I mean, there's so much reassurance from both of you, Mama Five and Liz, who works on activities from baby to toddlers and older kids with your sport programs and everything that you do. And it's very encouraging to hear that, uh, like you said, Janet, we don't have to compare ourselves to other people. Or Liz, the fact that you can say that even folding washing can be an activity. And I think during this time, we need simple advice like that. I just want to go through some quick fires that we got into our inboxes before we did the special broadcast. And I want you guys to just speak to it. Uh, you've made some suggestions, Janet, and I quickly want to ask you, during this time of lockdown, the one thing that is on our minds are our family's health. I want to ask you, are your children vaccinated? And how do you feel about that during this time of, of lockdown? That's a very controversial question, but um, I've got five children, so my eldest two are fully vaccinated, and the third one was only partially vaccinated because I started reading articles about vaccines, and then while I was pregnant with my twins, I did a huge research and joined all the Facebook pages about vaccines, and I became convinced that it would be um, detrimental or unhealthy for them to be vaccinated, and they were born at 36 weeks, and I did refuse use the vaccines in the hospital and I'm grateful today that I did. They haven't been on um, antibiotics once in their four years and they haven't, they only go to homeopaths for, for mild colds or something like that. So I definitely see in my uh, experience how um, non-vaccinations has helped and worked for my children. I believe it makes the immune system stronger. And, um, but now it's, it's, it is a nerve-wracking thing when I see them talk about possible vaccine for COVID-19. But I would be 
careful um, to make sure it would be go through a rigorous testing phase. I would be worried about anything that would come out in a year's time because that would that would put a question mark over how stringent were those tests on and were they properly performed or was it a rush job to get a vaccine out? Right. You've got experiences with both now. And once again, I respect that whether you vaccinate or you don't, you are the mother and you are the expert of those children. So you make a decision on their behalf. And that's wonderful. Uh, what would you do going forward? I mean, with the, with the babies at home and with the children at home, how do you protect them? And there's moms and dads listening now and they perhaps want to do the same or they don't want to do the same. And that's fine. But how do we protect our children at home? Do you um, obviously not let them play with other people at this stage? It's only with you and your hubby at home. Give us advice on how to just make sure that our babies will be safe at home during lockdown. What I feel is important is to boost the immune system. And uh, you do that by giving kinaforce and vitamin C and um, vitamins that are, are strong and build their bodies up. They aren't coming into contact with many people now. So uh, in a way, we are in a kind of a safety bubble and, and homeschooling affords us a bit of a isolation and yet we'd go into shops say, and we do end up rubbing with other people and there might be germs around. So the, when you have to deal with any sickness, we do our, our usual protocol of going through the vitamin C and giving them the usual um, healthy natural products that I, I make use of for the children. I would do that in the same circumstances if they were to get sick and I would handle it like I would handle the flu and I would um, watch their symptoms and I would be in contact with a homeopath or a, a doctor who is pro-natural and I would find out every step of the way when would be when is the time to take them to hospital when must I uh, what should I do when and uh, to get good advice and not to be careful and cautious but not overly fear. I specifically think of, of the moms and the dads who have children in their homes who are doing joint custody. So let's say mom and dad are not married anymore and uh, the baby or the toddler is at uh, the parent's house that's not the primary caregiver. Uh, they had to now stay there and during lockdown, mom or dad is not always used to having the child at home and now needs to think of creative ways of how to play with toddler and baby. Is there a certain amount of time that one allocates to playing? And, you know, if you had to, you've made your suggestions and, and just to make sure that we have reassurance and to take that feeling of overwhelmment away, how much time do you need to play or spend with a child to make sure that they are healthy or feeling taken care of? Do you know, Ilana, that depends on the child. So, and I, I firmly believe in following the child's lead. So, and it also depends on the day. So on some days you're going to have where your child is way more needy than on other days. And I think it's that the, the important thing is to really try to connect to recognize each other's needs and emotions and demands. And especially with children, when, when you have that time where they are being needy and they want you to play, sometimes it's better to actually put your things down and play at that time with them. So you can't say, all right, at 10 o'clock today is gonna to be our play time between 10 and 11, and that is going to work. Because with kids, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> So you have to go with the flow. And sometimes, especially for us that are control freaks uh, or for some parents that really like a lot of structure, 
that's such a wonderful process of self and personal growth of having to yes. just let go. Your children will let you know when they need you more than other times. You know, you've got to go with the flow of that. And sometimes you can literally just say, okay, you know what, I'm putting my work down and she needs me or he needs me for five or ten minutes. We're going to do some rough and tumble play because dads are especially great with that. And there's just so much benefit in it with all the physical contact and the, the touch and the hugs and the cuddles and the vestibular input that you get through movement, which is good for your mood and your emotions. Um, just do that for five or ten minutes and your child will be completely back and regulated and calm again and can get on and do his own thing. So, you know, there's, there's times where you're going to have to give your full-on attention and be really present in that moment and love that moment and, and consciously try and think, this is a really precious, special time. I, I could actually really have fun with my child doing this. Um, and then being able to let it go and say to your child, okay, well, you know, now it's time for mom or dad to do this by themselves and it's your time to do this by yourself. What are you going to do? These are the things that you could choose between. What would you like to do? And I, it's getting to know your own child's rhythms and getting to know your own ways of playing and working together that's going to be really the answer to that. It's not a set time or a set place or whatever it is during the day that you've got to do certain things. Although I believe that a routine is really important, you're going to be having to flow, go with the flow with each situation. I mean, if, if you've got three children, for example, and they're in a huge argument, what do you do? You say, sorry, but it's actually only certain time to do this now. We're not doing this part now. We're going to do that later. You can't. <laughs> you have to step in and you've got to be a part of it and come to a solution with each other. I think also this time is amazing for building relationships through really getting to know each other, but using the tools that they are, which are games, like Janet was saying, like board games and that sort of thing. You not only get to know each other, but you also learn about each other's, you know, who's competitive, who likes, who's willing to sort of give way, who's, who's the one that's going to be the kind one in the family. And, and how do we build on those more, um, sort of, I wouldn't call them, they're not esoteric, but it's more the emotional, the emotional intelligence that we're building here, more than just doing activity or play. It's, it's everything that goes beyond that and the depth behind it that creates the well-being in our children. It's not just an activity or just a play thing. It's what we, how we behave when we're doing those activities with our children. And I just go back to that article again on our blog of being and doing and how when, you, when you're doing something with your child, that sense of really we're doing this together and we're having fun together and I'm really connecting. I'm in the present moment with my child. And even if you can only do that for a short period every day, that is amazing. It is really amazing. That's what you want to be achieving with your children. I know it can be very overwhelming that you're getting, seeing all these things on Facebook, all your friends are doing this and this, and they've got a strategy and a structure, and you're thinking, oh, my word, and all I'm doing is trying to keep up with my work, and I'm in tears half the day. And <laughs> You know, all you've got to do is say to, my, say to yourself, what did we do today, and what did we achieve today? Yeah. Well, what was it that brought me joy today? Was it just the one little thing? Was it that my child just that, that smile on his face when he saw that I allowed him to get messy with cake and flour when we were baking? Was it just, and think of those positive things. So when you feel overwhelmed, 
recognize that overwhelming feeling, but then go into that sense of, okay, there was something wonderful about today. What was it? And if you can't think of anything, I can guarantee you your children will. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring that joy to you. They'll be able to give you that feedback. Liz and Janet, thank you so much for your inputs. And we're busy wrapping up. My one question to you, Janet, is please give me some reassurance to moms who have got their children at home and now having to get this concept of homeschooling into their homes. And it's, it's foreign to most of us. And then also, do you recommend homeschooling after lockdown? Do you think it's something that every mom should do or even learn or adapt? Yes, I definitely think homeschooling is an amazing, amazing option for education. It's basically taking the education of your children into your own hands, being totally responsible for that, and that can be daunting. And um, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a very, very good idea for, for children that want to um, have, have plans with their future and what need self-expression, uh, children with, perhaps with special needs, and um, maybe learning challenges, but also children who are gifted and who want to run ahead and want that free reign to, to explore further than the CAPS curriculum can offer them. So there's a wide range of families who definitely need to look at homeschooling seriously. And then other families who will realize that their setup and their family life needs to be go back to normal. The parents have to work full time and they are uh, given an example of their children to, of what a career is and how it is to pursue something 100%. They are setting a beautiful example of um, going into the field and being part of a, a community and a workforce that we all value and appreciate so much. And I often tell my children, I'm so grateful that our dentist doesn't homeschool because we need her <laughs> very much. And, um, and yet I, I support her and give her lots of help and guidance when she has time alone with her kids to connect with them emotionally and to enjoy them and to have that downtime with the family. So it's definitely something that families need to um, think about. And um, I encourage the moms to, in this time, to, like Liz said, uh, embrace the, the time together with your children, look for the moments of love, look for the moments of joy, and try to, to laugh as much as possible, see all the mess and all the, um, the chaos as a, a very a unique time, and, and enjoy it, make the, the best of it, because this will go down in history, and, and remember, your children will think about it differently as to what you thought about it, and in, you might be in a, in a haze of stress and, and nerves, and your children are actually just loving having your attention, they're just loving being at home and being able to sleep late, so... Um, I, I enjoy looking at the way children are seeing it, look at it through their eyes and make it a very special, warm family time. Liz, while we are talking about reassurance, I see you nodding the whole time. What's your message, if you could have one, to moms and dads who are watching the special broadcast and who's going, okay, I've, I've got it down now. I know now what to focus on. And it's actually just about being present. What's your last bit of advice to our moms and dads? I would say exactly that, um, Ilana, is that thing of, of being present in the moment, enjoying that moment, and taking a deep breath, and instead of looking about or worrying about all these financial, very real financial concerns, very real work concerns, sometimes just taking a deep breath, sitting back, and looking at the beautiful world around us, that magnificent sky we've got out there, um, the, the wind and the trees, the sounds that the birds make, and the incredible joyfulness that our children can bring us. 
sometimes it's more important to look at what we've got and to be grateful for what we've got, even in these times, than it is to be worrying about what we might not be having in the future. Well, Liz and Janet, thank you to, to both of you for today. We really appreciate your time. Uh, we know that, Liz, you have a business to run online. To find out more about Liz Senior and this creative and beautiful business that she's created for moms and dads and parents-to-be, uh, check out CanberClub.com. Also, Janet and her beautiful children and her unique story uh, about homeschooling. You can find her story on Kisveterklaskamer.com. Dot wordpress.com. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Thank you, Lana. <laughs> also, a big thank you to everyone that has been so supportive, to every mom and dad that is posting positive messages and using their social media for good. We appreciate what you're doing for everyone during hashtag lockdown. Lockdown does not have to be unpleasant, and that's why we're all here to support you and to bring a message of hope and just to say that everything is going to be okay. I wish you peace and calm during this time, uh, a lot of calm as we are spending time with our children and with each other. My name is Ilana Afrika Bredenkamp. We're live on babybrunch.co.za. A big thanks to jacarandafm.com for their online platform and support, to FedHealth for our podcasts. We really appreciate you. To Canberra Club and to Liz and to Janet, thank you so much for your time today. And then also for you for asking questions so that we can have special broadcasts like this to talk about things that are pressing. Here's the thing, you're not alone. We are here and that's a promise. Till next time, listen to other podcasts on our platform from all of us. So you have to say bye now. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me. It was nice being here. Absolutely. And I'm also saying cheers. Bye. Baby Brunch, the parenting series is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. Fed Health. We let you be you.